Hello and welcome to another Music Monday here on the BZ Listening Podcast. I'm your host, BZ Douglas. Today my guest is Indre, a local singer-songwriter that splits her time between Cleveland and Akron. I caught one set by her at the Winchester Open Mic in Lakewood and immediately booked her for an interview and as the featured act for my next house show, which is this Saturday, April 13th, if you're in town. In our chat today, I learned that Maddie was singing by the age of three, and she brings the receipts to back that up, that she spent some time working towards a public relations degree at Kent State before deciding to focus on music full-time, how her first album came to fruition, would she eat crickets if there was a global food shortage, and on and on, boilerplate stuff. Uh, I could keep summarizing, but that seems pointless. It's all in the interview. Uh, if you're listening to this episode in Cleveland the day it drops, you can actually catch Indre tonight at Mahal's at 7 p.m. Uh, for anyone out of town or out of time to catch any of these shows, you can find uh, Indre's links in the footnotes for this episode or visit bzdug.com. That's B-Z-D-U-G. And uh, that's about all I got for you. Uh, let's get on with the show. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask. Oh, I'm okay. Thank you, though. Okay. I'm good with this water. Yeah. Make sure everybody's happy. Before you get We're started. Cool. No, that's fine. And it may be, we may have already started. It never knows. Maybe in the magic of editing, I'd be like, you know, it's a nice, charming, cold open, like Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I am here on the BZDZ stage with Indre, uh, who I will call Maddie from here on out. Though I, I I think that's only in like movies and TV shows. You ever notice like they incessantly will when they're talking to other people, they say their name. Maddie. That's funny that you say that. Like that doesn't happen. And then mm-hmm. I notice that a lot in TV and movies. <laughs> Am I alone? You mean like you mean like addressing like them as their first name? Yeah. Like uh, like, like start every sentence like that? To a degree where I notice it in shows and I picture it in my life. Like if I were to say like the like call out my wife's name to the degree that they will sometimes in like shows in in movies i don't say it so much that i actually don't know a lot of people's first names for a while knowing them because <laughs> <laughs> like you don't it's say that, it it's that um random like you just you don't you don't use someone's first name talk, when you're talking you with them people's first names oh yeah, i'm so with you often. on that what? I'm with you on that. Yeah, and I don't even know people's first names half the time, and, it, and I get away with it. I have a lot of anxiety about not knowing people's names. Yeah, people like, even if know I know their names, time. I'm like, what if I'm wrong? And <laughs> I don't say it. Yeah. So I remembered you pretty quick. Yeah, Maddie, Indra, and, um, or Indre. And uh, so I heard you at the, the Winchester. You were playing uh, their open mic right before I got up. And I was, um, so the Winchester, for anyone who hasn't been there, it's in the, when you first come in, there's a stage right there and then the bar area with seating right in front of it. And then there's a very big backroom music area, like that's like the main stage. And I was all the way across the main stage and tuning my guitar and warming up my set because I had kind of showed up there spontaneously and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I better just decide and, and warm something up. But I, I heard you playing from across and I was like, all right, I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to practice through your whole set because you you just drew me in like Siren Rise, like, like your voice just carried across. Thank and you. And so that was how I first first caught you. And um, I'm curious, uh, not knowing a lot about you, yeah, just going back, what's your 
history with music. Um, I did a little bit of background and saw that you were a student at Kent and uh, taking music seriously. I've since learned uh, you've gotten up here and said like you're not going to school anymore and you're doing music full time. So yeah. where does your musical journey start for you? Like like first thing ever? Yeah, why not? However far <laughs> back you want to go. Well, when I was a little, little kid, um, like just recently actually, my mom found this tape of me when I was three years old singing. Like we used to watch, um, sh like I don't even know what it was. It was it was like something musical. We would just sing the songs all day and it was just this tape of me singing the songs and I, I wouldn't shut up. It's so, like, I guess that's when it started. I always liked to sing when I was little. It was like my favorite thing to do, I always sang. Was that something that your mom doesn't know where that came from, or is your mom also musically inclined? She's musical. She sang. She is a singer. Um, she was in a band with me like growing up. It was like a cover band. They played a lot of classic rock. and So I grew up around her singing all the time, and I would go to her shows. And yet, I guess that, that's definitely a huge influence when I was little. So you went from your singing... At like three years old, when do you um, start? Do you, how does it advance from there? Did you pick up an instrument uh, first chance you got? Or I was in piano lessons when my mom put me in piano lessons when I was in second grade. I remember, and I actually didn't like it. It was it's weird because I like playing the piano. I like playing guitar like a lot more. But you're not the first person on this stage that has said that that plays piano that said like lessons didn't really bring him into it. I think Kate Hart felt similarly a bit about piano and when she had to learn it and she's a I don't know if you've seen her she plays piano and I've I've heard that before. It just it felt like something my mom was making me do and I think that's why I didn't like it. But I'm so thankful that I got into it like that you know I had a little bit of theory background. How old were you when you were you were in it then? Um second grade until and I did it for a few years and then I quit. But I always, I mean, I always loved music. And I um, I really got serious about singing in middle school. Like, I remember I'd obsess about about it. I'd go home and watch YouTube videos on how to do it. And um, I've always listened to a lot of different music. And I had, like, singers I really looked up to. And I would watch videos on, like, how they got started. And it was kind of, like, a thing I was really into. And then in high school... I started um, to play guitar when I was a sophomore. I remember I got my first guitar, and then um, my, towards my senior year is when I started to play out um, just some coffee shops and a lot of covers, um, open mics a lot, and then I started to write songs, and then, and then, and then. <laughs> but that's I guess that's... 
how I I don't know. You asked like there is a there's a big there is a big and then you were leading up to and you stopped yourself. Is it were you were you were trailing off or is like just oh, somewhere just, no, you don't want to go? No, I felt like I was saying and then too much. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry. There's all sorts of verbal tics. Anyone who's listened to more than one episode of this show has heard all my stupid tics where every other question, I'm like, so I'm just curious about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm asking you a question. Of course I'm curious about it. Why am I saying that? Yeah. Uh, so don't don't feel self-conscious about that. You know, I, I can't feel self-conscious about my flaws or I wouldn't get through a single episode. door slamming then silence this silence so loud i'd rather watch your face fall let's stare at this same blank expression i'd rather see the shadows of what it used to be than see nothing at all i'd rather Just an answer that we can't accept To these problems, the reason why we haven't slept Now I'm stuck to Kent because like I I always knew that I wanted a music career I wanted something to do with music but so I went to Kent and I started studying public relations because I thought maybe this I knew is I said that I, when I was doing a little background on you that's uh, I found an article yeah. about you playing music and mentioning like the living room shows you were putting on and mm-hmm. then it mentioned your majors uh, yeah. public relations so yeah how did that work out well I thought it'd be a good choice for me because I'm a people person and you can be a, a PR, um, have a PR career in the music industry. And I thought maybe that would appeal to me. But Like a practical skill set to apply yes. to your passion. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at my course load and it's all writing and I'm not good at that. Like that kind of writing. I'm a you know creative writer. And then I just thought I really like to perform and I would just want to give that a shot. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of writing. And that's what didn't appeal to me about it. Mm. For the most part, I'm not a writer like that. Every paper I've ever written, it, it just, it, it's not good at all. Like it goes a million places and I don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. And I just, you know, APA format, name, date, that's about as much as I can do. Yeah, I never, I never internalize whatever that format is. I'm a decent writer, but I'm I better, I'm better in is. this mode, like <laughs> verbally off-the-cuff sort of talking through an idea or something. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, yeah, I'm happy I'm not in school anymore. I, I used to feel a lot of pressure about it because, you know, they make it that way so that you do feel pressure about it, unfortunately. Um, but I feel really good about my decision now. It was, your, was your mom supportive? Yes, she was all for it. Very supportive. My dad, eh, he wanted me to stay, but, I mean... He's supportive now because I feel like I've made progress with, you know, 
I put an album out. I feel good about it. Yeah. And so as you went from music, something like you, I, you, you, you just love doing and idealize and you move into the, the world of actually performing and then putting it out there. Has there anything that you've found that has been like, oh, that's something you have to deal with that I didn't think about when, when you're actually doing it, at least from the level you've, you've been pursuing music? Well, one thing that I'm thinking more about now than I ever have is um, how overwhelming social media can be, like putting yourself out there on social media and just knowing that, you know, you have to have a presence, like a whole presence online now as a, as well as a presence in, in real life. You know what I mean? It's like real life presence is, you know, my kind of thing. I like to, be, you know, go out, perform, meet people, talk to people. But um, this year I've tried to get better at putting myself out there online too. So that's something I didn't really think about is when I hmm. decided to pursue music that I would have to, it's like, you know, almost a second job. So what was your um, road to recording? What was your road to recording an album? Um, well, so I started writing songs in high school and I wasn't sure if I was even good at it. I just, I knew I wanted to be good at it. So um, I remember I posted one on like Twitter and a lot of people reacted to it in a positive way. And I felt really good about that. And it kind of pushed me like, okay, maybe I'm not bad at this. Maybe I can be good at this. And so I wrote a lot. I started writing a lot and it became such a nice outlet for me because, um, you know, I've had a lot of anxiety growing up, like, well, and you know, um, in high school and just college the first year or so. I've struggled with anxiety is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And um, just emotions, a lot of emotions. And um, writing is just, it helps me find balance. And um, writing songs and being able to sing them is even better. So I started to write a lot. And then I got some songs together. And I started playing them out at open mics and at my shows. Like, I would work them into my sets of covers. And I would, like, kind of learn about, like, what worked and what didn't. And um, then I did record a few songs um, and I put them on SoundCloud. It was um, this guy and he recorded it for me and it was a nice experience. It was just like a few songs, but um, I wanted a fuller sound. And so I like, I found Real Grey Records in Canton I went to their Bring Your Song Night, which they have every first Monday of the month. It's a singer-songwriter gathering. And mm. I really liked the vibe there, and I really liked the people there. And like right away, I just kind of felt comfortable there, and that's hard to find. So um, I told them that I was interested in recording an album, and I met up with them, we talked about it, and then we just got started. And that was a whole learning experience. So what... Did they help you assemble the people that would fill out the sound on your album then? You didn't have to kind of go out and piecemeal yeah. create a band? Yeah, it was it was really nice. Um, Jesse, the guy who um, engineered the sessions, he played drums on it. And then he knew a guy named Ethan who played bass. And then um, a lot of, like a few people played guitar on it. I played, I played acoustic guitar on it. And then um, John King, the guy who mixed it, played a lot of electric on it. 
so they not only recorded it for me, you know, but like we all, we had really productive sessions and they were very helpful as far as helping me find the full sound that I wanted. That's really interesting to me because that's, I feel like that's where, you know, Deb and I are both at with like, we have these foundations to songs that we can pull off with singing and playing on a guitar. But the, the, like the idea of like bringing it to fruition and introducing drums and bass or whatever. I mean, I'm immediately just looking at that as like, well, I have to like find people on Craigslist or start talking to people at mics who aren't already in bands or doing their own thing to like. I've also tried to do that and it didn't work out very well. She's tried to be the person that's just jumping on with other things. I just end up singing back up in other people's bands and then getting kicked out. Man. Keep getting kicked out of bands. So that I would love that if like we just showed up somewhere, played, and someone was like, "Yes." Well, recently, and, and, and had the like, if you come in here, we can help you figure out how you put the turn these into a full sound, a full album, without needing to find the life mates that I feel like a band kind of is. It's to me like finding the love of my life now. I'm like that's that's easy. <laughs> how, the idea of finding four people I want to play music with, like that's why that's are like, where are all the rom coms about that? No, you that's have like, like <laughs> yeah, you have relationships, and then you have like that's like almost that can be harder. Oh yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine the ups and downs of all the bands I've been in. I come home like, oh my god. <laughs> Man. Needed to be alone for a little while. Just a little while longer It's the aftermath of the storm All the branches down Needed to get a bit stronger I want that simple kind of love That kind when you smile back at me just as wide Not enough to do a double to know that you were by my side I need that simple kind of trust And holding on the same page kind of song about the rights and not the worries of what could go wrong, what could go wrong. Oh, oh. I'm taking back my time from everybody who was one for me, took one for me to realize I should spend it with you. Don't care about aesthetics and the photos, that's too precious and they don't know, don't need to know. For somebody who don't try for you Believe what we've all been told That the only one who really is your back is you But you came into my life, honey, right on cue And now I've got that simple kind of love That kind where he smiles back at me just as wide And I don't have to do a double tip to know that you were by my side I've got that simple kind of trust And holding on the same page kind of song only dreaming of the rights and the boys of a
taking back my time from everybody who was wrong for me Took long for me to realize I should spend it with you I mean, luckily, like, I like, I really believe that this sounds so, like, cliche, but everything happens how it's supposed to. And, like, people, life, like, I really think, I, I strongly believe that things fall, you know, where they're supposed to. And um, I, like, I kind of, I, I, I really wanted a band. I liked the energy of playing with people. I really do. And I thought, if I'm going to be in a band or have bandmates, it'll happen naturally. Like, you can't just, like, like find that. them. It's hard to find them. You know, it doesn't always work. And even if it's convenient, it doesn't always work. But, um, like, luckily, I have a really good friend, Davey Squires. And um, he, I met him a little over a year ago. He was playing with Land of Panda. And Davey's just an all-around excellent musician. He plays with a lot of different groups. He plays, like, a lot of different instruments. But he primarily is a fantastic drummer. And, um, like, we were at McFarland Manor that house show mm-hmm. and he asked if he could play bongos or congos with me and i'm like hell yeah dude how about congos here. congos i haven't heard of congos bigger bongos ah <laughs> taller bongos. it's like a cajon and a bongo had a child maybe it's not, wait, it's not a, congo. a cajon no that's a cajongo conga is it a conga maybe maybe i said it wrong <laughs> I could be wrong too. I'm not completely sure. Congos? I'm not like. <laughs> they call them Congos. I I'm learned not like today. I'm not correcting you. I'm not really sure. No, you're right. I think it's Congos. Congos. <laughs> we need to Google it. So now. None of us are really good with our drums. No, just take a breath, stop and sit, and then say like your mid sentence. He plays Congas. Congo is a place. Conga is an instrument. Just say all the words you think it might be, and we'll just edit the correct one in. <laughs> just like have like Suri say conga hey, the right hey, way Google, and replace conga. every time I said it wrong. <laughs> well, I think of it because like a conga line, I guess. Yeah, conga conga line. Really the, That's Congo is, line. No, it's conga line. Is She's it? right. This is conga line. Oh, I've been probably conga insulting the country of the Congo for years. I'm trying to Google it. Oh my gosh! Conga I think I even wrote it on a post one time as Congos. <laughs> Congo, I get mostly things about the Democratic Republic of Congo. <laughs> it's probably Congo. And yeah. the Congo River. And the Davy's going to yell Congo at me. With the monkeys. Or the gorillas. Well, Davy plays percussion <laughs> with <Anyway>. me. <laughs> that was and, a tangent, sorry. No, I love it. And now I'm, now I need to look it up and say it right. So how did you meet all these wonderful people? I met Davey a little over a year ago, and he just started playing percussion with me at shows. And um, we were playing at Mahal's. Actually, he actually wasn't even there that night. He had another obligation because he plays with s- several other projects. It's kind of a whenever they're free kind of thing, you know? It's I don't want it to be super like, be here, be there. You know, let's practice every... You're mine you know, now. You know... I want it to be like, you know, people making music and playing music together and just really having wonderful friendships. But, um, so Davey couldn't be there that night. And I was playing, I was opening up for, um, I, I forget what band, but, um, Lone Thunder was on the same lineup. That's a band in Mason, Mason Nozick headlines it, or headlines it, fronts it. (laughs) And like, he's been playing lead guitar 
with us and like we've been having so much fun it's just the three of us right now and taylor's gonna hop up here at the house show and play bass with us it's gonna be a really good time I saw, yeah, Taylor's another one I met, like, at an open mic, just uh, uh, randomly, and then um, he, I, 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 when I have him on the podcast, he, he, you and him are the two have ghosted me, and I've forgiven to come back. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that's on the record. I'm sorry yeah. that I was at Ari. She, she missed the, our first <laughs> scheduled time for the interview because she had to catch Ariana Grande. It was an accident. It, yeah. I accidentally went. It's true, though. It really was an accident. I, I sense. I immediate. I sense the immediate regret that you. I that really you had, feel really. And bad I have had it. calendar fuck ups far worse than that. I the think. first couple well, I songs. Blown off the concert. Yeah. What if I ran oh, away I before she started? Because, like, I honestly, I considered. No. Oh God. I would. That would have been the worst <laughs> podcast ever if you were here and I had all this Ariana Grande guilt. <laughs> Grande guilt. <laughs> I had grande, grande guilt. I was like, guilt really? Grande I was, guilt. I was <laughs> relieved. I had a whole bunch of work to do. <laughs> I, no, I was relieved. I had a whole bunch of work to catch up okay. on. Yeah. Really you went out and had a great time hanging out he with Hannah. He just jumped up and down and said, yay, Maddie can't come. Yes. Yeah, the second he was just like, she's at Ariana Grande. I'm like, well, I'm going out then. Bye. Oh my god, I still I was, feel I really bad. I was out bad. the door like ten minutes later, and I went to go see. And I saw, caught a really good show at the Happy Dog, so it's all good. I wore the worst shoes to Ariana Grande. Oh, I actually saw that post. Like, I felt I good. Saw your boots. Wait, wait, is that the gold boots? Yes. It was like gold boots. <laughs> oh like, yeah, that's when you learn about. We all see it. Oh, you I learn was... about form versus function. Oh, it was. The worst decision, but also the best decision. Like I felt really good about the boots, but I did not feel really good about the boots. Got a a lot of got a lot of love in an Ariana Grande concert for those. Yeah, I I did. People like you, but my man, you paid a price for something that was probably worth it. I was clutching. I was clutching onto the railings. I'm like, if I fall, it's gonna defeat this whole purpose. (laughs) I have a pair of green boots that I've done that with. That just like these boots look. And then, oh, then you just and then I realized that I was leaving Brooklyn and going to Manhattan and needed to go back. I felt like to Monica and, them, and it was the wrong decision. Do you ever watch Friends? I have. I felt like Monica in that episode where she has the boots and she's ashamed to say that they hurt. But I wasn't ashamed <laughs> to say that they hurt. <laughs> 
So, so where do you move on from there? You don't know a lot about golden boots and walking really far and the most casual dressing man ever who could <laughs> makes no effort at all. My mom buys most of my clothes. She still does. <laughs> it's not yeah, a lie. I've all the style. I don't have the style. I don't dress you. Yeah, my fr- my first wife was it was a fashion designer and and like an, an interior decorator, and now uh, she's gone. And she took the style. She got the style in the divorce. She took- <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to me that. This is pretty styling and profile, and this disco ball and the canopy. Well, and this the... is how we live, though. Like we hang disco ball, tiny disco balls in our living room. Well, no, we're very good at improvising. Like it's... we'll work with what we have versus I, like beautiful. people who are like, we'll look at an empty room, but like, and decide like I'm gonna go buy a whole bunch of vinyl records and cover that wall with them. Yes. And then I'm going to, you know, like... I know someone who did that. Who just look and, like, come up with things and make it happen versus what you see here is, like, everything is hoved into our existence and we just, just throw are throwing it up. It's perfect. That we think are funny. Like, that's funny. And we just, like, stick it to the wall. Like, that's how we roll. But you know my what? main thing here is that when I look around, I always say... it. All the places I've lived, it doesn't look like adults live here. Well, that would be boring. <laughs> you know? That would be boring. Yes. Which is why I guess I don't do that. My um, my garage. So, like, my friends and I, um, I, I used to have a roommate, but we don't live together anymore. But we're still, like, this, like, best friends, fingers crossed, like, BFF. It's audio, yeah. Yeah, you can't like see how? me. You can't see me, like, I don't know. You crossed your fingers like so how? hard, but I bet you like could like hear this. it. <laughs> But what we would do, we would go into the garage after we got home from school. We we did not like going to school, so it was like a nice outlet, you know, or after work. And we would just, um, we would just, we would paint the walls, turn on music and paint the walls. So, and everybody who comes over, just, we all chill out in the garage and just add to the wall, you know? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> we need a, we need a wall. We need a paint wall. Let's just do that in our, anywhere. But it's like all oh. four walls. Even the garage doors have paint all over them. It's our fucking, that's why we bought a house. That's why we bought a house. Let's just throw paint We, on you know, it took us like 40 years to get around to full adult <laughs> and buy a house or whatever. Start I painting. Don't know. Yeah. That's, that, that's, well, that's why you were sitting on a stage. It was my birthday, like almost a year ago, and and I said like, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, you know, what I want for my birthday, I want to start putting the carnival on at the house again. I want to build a stage, mm-hmm. and don't let me forget before you leave, sign the stage. Just I'll totally sign everyone the stage. that you're gonna you're gonna play the carnival, but if I have you sign it now tonight, I won't forget. I forget at the end of carnival yeah. that I want to have everyone who plays the stage to sign it. That so. is so cool. I was looking at that. Awesome. Yes. It's getting there. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome be in a couple of years. Year. Like we should be. No, there's water. so many people. That's why. I, that's why I thought to like remind you, like to remind me to not let you forget to right sign the there. stage, yeah. because I have let many people walk away from the stage and not sign it who have who have played. In bubble letters down there, there's K eight heart, and the pick was covering half of the heart, and I thought it said kiss, <laughs> like. Yes. That's right. We've had kiss here. <laughs> like it yeah. looked like they're Well, it was just logo. Gene Simmons, but he insisted on saying he <laughs> is kiss. Oh my gosh. And then he just did poetry. It was actually it was awkward. <laughs> it was like Robert Planet Potter. Yeah, it was like Robert Planet Potter. <laughs> it's really really low key. Really low key kiss. 
Oh my gosh. It wasn't even called Kiss. It was called Peck. It was called Peck. <laughs> Surrounded by relationships, but I managed to keep my distance. I like the idea of finding one, but I always felt resistant. So, uh, 
who are your influences? Um, is there anyone locally that has uh, influenced you or anyone bigger than that that, that, you, you, that you find uh, inspiring in some way? Well, I get inspired, like, every time I go to a show, like a live performance. So certainly locally, local people, of course. Like, we all, I think we all do that for each other at open mics and such. But as far as, like, um, not local musicians, Alex Turner is my favorite songwriter ever. My favorite, like, <laughs> the Arctic Monkeys are my favorite band. Um, he has, like, this way with words. He can, like... I'm saying exactly what I said before. It's okay. Can, We're not judging. Just, just say exactly what you Look, no one else is going to know <laughs> that this is a do-over. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he has such a way with words. I'll put down so you don't feel judged. And I really like how... He can use words that you've never even heard of before and just, like, make them make sense in context, you know? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, and then it's just catchy, and I love everything he does with music. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm all over the place with music and people that have inspired me. My mom was in a classic rock cover band when I was growing up, so I had a lot of that in my life. Um, I'm a huge Eagles fan. They're like my favorite classic rock 70s band ever. Um, <laughs> I like a lot of different a different music. Vocally, Haley Williams, I love the way she sings. I also like a lot of um, R&B pop singers. Like um, when I was like little, I really liked Mariah Carey. And I always try to experiment with her whistle tones. And I do like to use my high, like falsetto. So... I think growing up with a lot of different things affects, you know, what you do, I think. I don't know. Is the guitar... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. No, the great thing is, like, while eating popcorn is is, uh, <laughs> is perfectly acceptable while I'm talking. <laughs> because I have separate mics, and mm. I think it'll be far enough away it won't... The crunch won't... You tell me, Deb, if the crunch <laughs> is getting... In mine, as long as it's not in mine, then it's fine. We can just mute black, black. I won't do it again. Yeah. Um, With your, (laughs) is your guitar playing in any way? Um, Is have you pursued specific techniques or styles of guitar playing? So, I'm primarily a singer. Like that's my main instrument I love to sing guitar at first it was just something I wanted to be able to do well enough to accompany myself but recently I've started to get more into it like I've learned more scales and um I I still really like to get good at it I'm a huge John Mayer fan and it amazes me just watching videos of him just shred and move up and down the neck and I think being good at that would be something else like a whole other medium so I guess to answer your question, no. I like a kind of a percussive style. Like I don't use a pick on a lot of my songs because I like, um, you know, catching the strings on the, I don't even know what it's called. Well, you definitely, you do, you do some things. Uh, I'm trying to think if it's the song. Is it, I think it's Flawless. This little, Yeah, it's kind of a percussive guitar. 
and then you like boo doo 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 like this little yeah. pluck mm-hmm. that uh, I, I I don't know I don't I don't, I don't know how to on. do that yeah that that little uh, that little sound you get out of that but um, it's it's solid guitar as far as well, I can thank see. you I don't know I don't I don't need, I don't know any guitar theory I am as Phoebe as you can get when it comes to guitar theory I don't even know the names of some of the chords I just know that like the way my hand looks when I play them like that's so true though like I really don't even know the names to some of the chords well that's I think I didn't pay attention to like this sh- the shape and the physicality of it at all when I was learning I learned on tablature mm-hmm. which is all just the numbers and I never like just thought about like oh, it's about like just getting your hand used to this shape, you know, and moving that shape up and down. And and it wasn't until like after I had just like accidentally built in the muscle memory for a couple of chords that I realized like, oh, that's what it's about. It's kind of what happened Getting your fingers to learn more than your brain. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot like when I was doing um, preparing covers to start playing out, I used the tabs app where you can look up like any song and it tells you the chords to it. And I would just look at it and where it said to put your fingers and such. And that's how I learned like my basic chords. And like you said, how there's like only a few shapes and they just move up and down, you know, guitar is something I'm working on, but I watch people who can really like, you talked about local musicians. I remember one night at Winchester, Ray played. And I just watched him play guitar. Like, as well as like taking in the whole performance. Ray Flanagan. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. You know, when you watch like someone really good play guitar and you're just like, how do you get to that point? You know what I'm saying? Kiss me to your favorite songs and not expect me to think. Tie an inca to my feet And not expect me to sink They've always got the magic touch And I'd expect nothing less But in the end I've said too much And with this heart I make a mess But I tend to trust the flawless Till I get caught up in all this Till we don't know what to call this so you just call it done you don't give me an explanation though i sit here waiting patient and it gets me so frustrated but to you it's just for fun did you mean it at all you should have seen it the way you made me fall would make anyone go crazy should never let my guard down in my head I should have stayed on but instead I walk the same damn trail that I always do Funny how to get someone to care you have to act like you don't Cause once you show them that you do Well in return, they simply won't All these records on the shelf I spin them for 
their advice You were only thinking of yourself And about me, you wouldn't think twice Oh no, 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 no But I don't adjust the floor This till I get caught up in all this Till we don't know what to call this So you just call it done You don't give me an explanation Though I sit here waiting patient And it gets me so frustrated But to you it must be fun Did you mean it? At all, you should have seen it the way you made me fall. What do you see as your measures of success? And as you've gotten closer to, you know, being around other musicians and seeing what they're doing and how they're achieving their goals, what do you, what what do you see as 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 what you'll consider being successful? And and what what routes do you see towards it? I would just, if I could, realistically support myself, um, and you know, I just music is a lifestyle. You know, I. You don't need much besides what you love. If I could really honestly support myself doing that, that to me would be success. Um, <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> wrong pipe break. <coughs> I need I needed to interrupt you to cough out some water that tried to go into my trachea. Recover. Are you re- All right, better? I'm better. Uh, no, actually, I was really disturbed by your answer. Really? No. Then what did you want me to say? I'd like to sustain myself. (coughs) What? Excuse you. (laughs) No, no, I'm just, I'm just really. Uh, What? You want to live as a musician? (laughs) That makes me choke. Um, No, I, uh, yeah, just some water in the wrong pipe at the wrong time. Is there, is there a right time for water in the wrong pipe? No, never. Um, Anyway, so it's always unpleasant. Go on. I, I, I'll, I'll sh- make sure and shame myself and not edit that out. <laughs> you should not edit that yeah. out. That was so that needs to be Pick up wherever you think we left off because I completely probably derailed your answer with that terrible choking episode. No, no, did not derail my answer. <laughs> I put my completely on pause. Okay. And begin. <laughs> I just, if I could support myself um, realistically doing that, like playing out, writing, that would be you know, a successful music career, you know, success can be viewed a lot of different ways. I just, I want to be happy. You know, I want to be living life the right way and be happy. But um, if like, as far as a successful music career, if I could support myself doing it and just, you know, um, have room to, you know, write and record, of course, that's, you know, 
that would be a successful music career to me. Is there an emotional state that you find you write your songs from more easily? Like if you're thinking about something sad, thinking about something happy? Um, that's a really good question. I think when I'm sad, only because, um, I feel like, so here, actually, when I'm sad, sometimes that's even harder because you don't feel like doing anything. You don't feel like picking up your pen. You just want to be sad, you know? But I think when I am sad and I know that writing will help and then I start writing, then I feel like I can write some some decent lyrics or just, you know, because you're truly in an emotional state. And then that goes along with being really happy too. Like if I'm really happy, like when I'm really happy, I kind of literally jump up and down and dance around and it's like kind of explodes a little bit, you know? So it's nice to write that down, I think too. Um, I don't think I answered your question. I'm sorry. Well, it sounds like though that you, you're always kind of, logging where you're at whichever end of the emotional spectrum you're on yeah and then going back to it and looking and and looking at like whatever wherever it came from is there some is there a song in there yeah and there's a lot of different um styles of writing like you can write when you're really sad or when you're really happy or you can just be driving around one day in your happy medium you know you're not really happy or really sad and you just think of something like a concept or a snippet like a couple lines that you could expand on and then I always put those in my to-go journal or in my notes on my phone is that a discipline you've just always had or did you um adopt that as like oh, I'm gonna always make sure I have a journal on me or write these things down adopted it I, I like I started writing in <clears throat> It's pretty dangerous to pull out your notes in your phone when you're driving, you know. It's frowned upon. <laughs> so I keep my journal in my purse so that I can, like, pull over. Or And plus, I like the idea of having it in a journal as opposed to on your phone because it's just better. It's so much better. Nothing will ever beat having it written down in your journal. It's definitely, you, you, you can be a little more secure in your privacy. Just don't lose the journal. And totally. Uh, like your should notes it all are in a collapse. <laughs> right. Your notes You'll are in a still cloud. Have your journal. I like my notes on the ground. I've actually I've started adopting a discipline of I keep the um, voice recorder thing open on my oh, phone. Oh yes. Or I keep it mm-hmm. it's in a, like a very easy distinct spot on like the home screen of my phone. And lately I, I started adopting um, so when I'm driving and I'm commuting to work I, I listen to podcasts a lot or uh, you know, talk radio and things like that. And I'd notice like sometimes something in the show or even when I'm listening to music would prompt me to think of something and like I'd go off on like an idea in yeah. my own head. And then I'd, when I'd come back out of it, I'd realize like, oh, I've completely missed the last three minutes of this podcast. Like I didn't, I wasn't processing any, I was hearing it, but I wasn't listening. Because you're thinking of something else. Mm. So what I've started doing is when I catch myself, what I used to do is just like, ah, damn it. And I'd rewind the thing um, and just listen to the podcast and forget about whatever thoughts I trailed off to. Now, when I catch myself doing that, I pause the podcast and I start the voice recorder and I just talk through whatever the thought was until it's gone and I've got nothing left to talk out. And then I start the podcast again. But yeah, I'm adopting that thing of like, oh, I... 
but I'm bad at writing. Like if I, cause I'm just bad at like, oh, I have an idea about something. I'm really good with a voice recorder. I can sit there and just talk it out. Like what I'm saying to you right now, I hadn't planned to say this, but it's the same thing where it's like, I can just kind of talk through an idea or something that prompted in me to bring this up and then get to the end of it and then hit stop. But I'm, I'm not as good about like, you know, if I'd pull over the car and write it down in a journal, eventually like my brain would just get tired of the fact that my hand can't keep up. That happens too. Like I'm the same way in, in some aspects, like when it comes to a melody, then I pull out my voice memo and I'll mm. sing either some random shit to the melody that I know I'll put real words to, or like if I have some words in my head that maybe don't make sense, Right. Then I use my voice memo because, like, you can't write that down. It's a, it's something you hear. Yeah. But yeah, voice memo is the shit. You can say whatever you want to that thing, and it'll just store it there for you. I just call it car talk. <laughs> it's, a, it's just car talk for me. No, I don't know anything about talking about cars. Um, so. You are playing the carnival coming up. Uh, hopefully, about a couple days or. The Saturday after this episode will come out. What do you have coming up in the the near future after that? If people want to uh, catch you live, so you mean like show wise? Yeah. Where um, are your stomping grounds? Actually, you, are you you're living in Kent still? No, I'm from Akron. You're from Akron. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um. So show wise, I am playing after. I'm trying to think after the thirteenth. So I'm actually playing at Cleveland Cleanup Day on the 27th. Do you know Jeff? Yes, Jeff, Jeff the, the activist. activist. I want to have him on the show, actually. He hates trash, and so do I. We all hate trash. Litter bugs, him and everyone. And on the 27th, you should come out and clean up Cleveland. And, like, they are going to have music there, too. So, like, that would be my next April date. Um, I'm playing at Winchester for Cinco de Mayo on... May 5th. So what materials do you have coming out in the future? Any new releases? Yes. I am working um, on a new album right now. Lyrically. Like it's, I'm, ri- I'm in the writing process right now. Are you going to bring back the same guys from the first one? Yeah, I would love to. Or I, the, I, the band that you're playing with now? Because um, they're different, right? Like the people yeah. you're playing out with live. Um, yeah. And then the people who recorded your album, they're back in uh, Canton, I assume, or in the mm-hmm. Akron area? Um, as of now, I'm just going to do it at the studio that I did it the first time because I had a really nice experience recording there. And I know, like, everybody there, and um, I love the guys I'm playing with right now, but they're in other projects in um, Davies Stilton School, and they're really busy. You know what I mean? So it w- I wouldn't want to, you know, bombard them with that. You know what I'm saying? But um, I have a new single coming out this month. I'm excited. It's called Nostalgic Candy, and it's a little different than anything on my album, so I'm super excited to share that. I like I like that you're uh, you're keeping some mystery about it. It's like you'll you'll know what it is when it's out. What if I fully explained it and sang it <laughs> and like gave it away? Would that be a good idea or a bad idea? No, that'd be a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you seem like you kind of like thinking about doing it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> that would be well, like, it's pretty late, I don't but even uh, have an I'm instrument. game if you are. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna. I thought do you, that. but I was thinking maybe you wanted this album to be like you know you'll find sur- out when it's out. It's a surprise. Out. Yeah. It's a surprise. Well, I like that. I like the 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 title, Nostalgia Candy. I mean, Thank that's you. that's kind of what nostalgia is. Yeah. It's it's candy. You're right. It, it's mm, more often than not, it's not great for you. If you. If you just if you just mire yourself in nostalgia, or it can make you happy, it can make you very happy, like candy. <laughs> but if you have too much of it, it'll cause cavities in your soul. Too much of anything can cause cavities in your soul. Touche. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for sticking it out, did doing I a just, double take on the. Yeah, I'm just cutting you. Did off I just there. end this on too much? Too much of anything can leave cavities in your soul. <laughs> yes, you did. That was the last thing I said. I, it's how I tend to work with the guests. Yeah. It's like I just keep them on until they get uneasy like, about that. They just say some crazy shit, and I'm like, okay, you're going to end on that, and it's my call. So, tough. okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the popcorn. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for not chewing. Thanks for not chewing it through your answers. Let's get. <laughs> Let's get your signature crunch in, though, before we're gone. (laughs) That was the crunch of future legendary Indre. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, like any struggling podcast, I can always use a little iTunes love with a five-star rating or swing by the Facebook page, throw a like my way, maybe a couple of comments. And if you really, really like the show, you can kick a couple of bucks my way at patreon.com slash bzdug. That's B-Z-D-U-G. Okay, that's it. End of podcast. Enjoy whatever it is you're about to do next. Thanks. Bye.